2: Hey there, AMC Turn fans. Welcome to another edition of the Turn After Show for Afterbus. Joining me on the panel tonight, Kristen Carroll. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight?
0: Good. Oh, my God. What an episode, though. Freaking A. Yeah. <laughs> I think no. I yelled at the screen as much as I do, like, during Walking Dead or something. <laughs> it was another AMC picked up its game. Yeah.
2: This was definitely an AMC Jeez. episode, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we have a
2: lot to talk about tonight. I'm your host, Megan Salinas. And, yeah, if you guys... Obviously a lot of stuff just went down. <laughs> so if you guys want to join in on the conversation, please feel free to use the hashtag ABTVTurn. Let us know what you thought about tonight's episode and about the WHAT kind of plot twist they threw at us at the end there. So I, so,
0: I can't believe how much depth there is. <laughs> I know. That's war for me. All right.
2: Let's let's go ahead and talk about it. Um before we get started though, if you haven't already done so, please rate and subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. We love hearing from you guys, and we will be checking the tag throughout the show. We want to hear from you guys. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let's talk about it because that is the thing that is heavy on our hearts. What the heck show? Nathaniel Sackett, according to Wikipedia <laughs> does not die like that. <laughs> according to Wikipedia, died in eighteen. 18- 1905, not in the middle of the war, that could be wrong. We could be looking at the wrong Nathaniel 2nd, and we could also be
0: looking... it has got a big family.
2: Yeah, it's, it's also Wikipedia, so cite your source, I guess. But, still, even if that's not true, not cool show, not
0: cool. I just... I think I'm still in shock. Like I'm, I feel like I'm going to go back next week, and he's just going to be there magically.
2: I I can't believe it either because it he brought so much. You know, a uh, plot point aside, he as a character and even history aside, just him as a character for this show brought so much to the table. And historically speaking, he is considered the father of the Secret Service mm-hmm. of just the way we go about doing things clandestinely um, in terms of uh, intelligence. And it, it's shocking that they would go this route,
0: especially with such a high-profile actor. Yeah, I love Stephen Root. And I, I know I said that last season when he joined. Um, so to have such a great veteran character actor and and kill him off besides even the fact that we ended up liking his character, I feel like most of us have seen him in, in so many different movies, so you already have an attachment, I'm like, oh, I loved him in Dodge Bone, oh, I loved him in, you know, uh, True Blood, and I was to say News Radio, I think that's correct, <laughs> if I'm saying that correctly, but I loved him in that when I was younger, and... Of course, Office Space, and... Yes, yeah. exactly.
2: Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's shocking. I, I can't believe that they did that, but at the same time... It's it's understandable that they would want to up the ante mm-hmm. because uh, I mean Amy said it last season this series is history adjacent not they they're not doing a paint by numbers or play by play uh, play by play of every historical event they're you know they want to make the show their own and to kind of coincide with history but not necessarily adhere to it And that has not been more relevant than right now, because Mm -hmm. I never
0: suspected that they would do that. I think the good thing, not the good thing, so to speak, but with a character like him, because we don't know a lot about him. Like, we had to look up whether or not he died in real life and (laughs) how that happened. He's too good of a spy. (laughs) There's certain people in the show, you can't do that to Washington. Yeah. You know, or you can't do that to... You know Jamie Bell's the character. You can't that to Abe, um, or even John Andre. Yeah, such a no, big
2: you can't game kill John Andre too early, or yeah. Benedict Arnold, or any of those other characters so, who still have big monumental parts to play. Not that Nathaniel Sackett didn't play a huge part; he did. But um, in terms of what the show can do without him, yeah, they can still do a lot with what he taught them, and his death can probably spur them to
0: To doing, you know, to taking certain actions, but it's still, it's still shocking, and it creates such a conflict for all of our main characters, especially Ben, because that was, you know, kind of the, the Yoda to his <laughs> to his Luke almost, and now he's got to take over. And I'm just going into May the Fourth for that reference. <laughs> May the Fourth be with you um, all. So now Ben has to you know do all the spy stuff on his his own but he's still got we haven't seen benedict arnold this episode and i feel like it'll definitely be a conflict Um,
2: you know what i i wonder if they didn't take nathaniel out for that very reason he he was who ben would always go to when he needed counsel because he's you know he was losing favor with washington and he would want to run things by somebody before he went to Washington because he didn't want to look like a fool again. And so who was the person he could count on? He can count on Caleb, but Caleb has a different kind of wisdom than mm-hmm. Nathaniel does. Nathaniel has experience on his side and years and years and years of experience. And and yeah, without him, he's going to need another mentor because he's lost faith in Washington, which is a complete reversal from last week. And he'll probably be relying on Benedict Arnold for that.
0: Mm -hmm. You're, you're absolutely right. Oh man, I'm just so sad. (laughs) I am too. And how, how they did it, I actually did not see that coming. That was, I, I knew something was up, you know, and, and you even called it where it's like, maybe they're both lying and, and they were to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, one guy was hiding something. The other one was blatantly (laughs) lying and I didn't, see that twist at all. So I could see where Washington was kind of like, oh, you know, that's not... Well,
2: it was a brilliant move by John Andre, you scoundrel. <laughs> you handsome scoundrel. <laughs> it's the braid. It really is. But it, it was a brilliant move to let uh, this deserter overhear what was, you know, what was supposedly a plan to assassinate Washington and then to Cut that man off at the pass to discredit him and to cast doubt upon him because he was a deserter and he would be hiding that fact. And then to use that as an opportunity to not kill Washington, but to steal very valuable information and take out, you know, a very, very valuable asset in terms of their intelligence service. Mm-hmm. So it was very well set up and it was a surprise, you know, to everybody. Basically, up until the point where Washington was like, for sure, okay, that guy's lying, that guy's not, we're going to go with that. Up until that point, it was very much a back and forth. But the second Washington decided, it's kind of like, you're probably making the wrong decision. And, and it's hard to watch Washington make the wrong decision. And you can see that that weighs so heavily on him as well. He mm-hmm. was so certain he was right. And, and it cost Nathaniel his life.
0: Well, I think no matter what, it felt like such a short amount of time to have either one of them in the camp and then to decide their fate and to let either one go. I could still see being suspicious of the deserter. I'm not saying, I mean, I don't think he should have been hung, but I don't think, I don't know. I think I would have with both of them, like, don't let either one of them go for some time and kind of see who breaks more that way. Yeah, just kind
2: of wait it out. Mm -hmm. But I guess when... I guess when dealing with the, um, the with, with the information that they had, and, and we'll get to that in a second, time it was one of those time sensitive issues. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we don't have time to deal with this, you know, prisoner's dilemma. We we just need to figure out the truth. And actually, I really liked kind of the way they went about trying to find the truth. They. Um, you know, we were suspecting that they were both lying. And so that was the approach to try to get out the truth, is our heroes decided to lie in return. I loved the makeshift faux polygraph detector. <laughs> that was
0: awesome. I actually would have believed him that it was working. Yeah, I would have believed that Nathaniel could have come up with that. <laughs> but and then see at the end, he's like scratching his back. Like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, and
2: and then I liked that Ben went and gave um, Sutherland false information and, and used that to kind of determine, okay, yeah, they're both lying, probably. Mm-hmm. And I, I just loved that it was a fake polygraph test. But, because I would buy that Nathaniel would be able to construct one.
0: Yeah, I would figure that <laughs> way. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. It's like the beginning of the, po- oh. <laughs> well, cause a, a big part of this
2: series, or at least this season, has been seeing the cool little gadgets that, that they used for spying back in the day. The cool little trinkets that, um, You know, they're in the background, but the things that Benjamin Franklin made that John Andre is just kind of toying with uh, in the house in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. you know, just the little stuff. So I I would have believed it. Um, I don't know what year the polygraph was invented, but um, obviously years and years later, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that was good. That was a really good setup.
0: Nineteen twenty-one.
2: Nineteen twenty-one. Thank you, Stephen.
0: <laughs> Although it was the guy... quite a bit of time afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Way to go, um, Nathaniel, for for being ahead of your time in terms of like the idea behind <laughs> it. Good job. Good job. Show character. But yeah, that that was a really. This whole scene it was very well set up and it all came together in a way that we, was really well done and I'm upset obviously that we've lost this character but it raises the stakes for the show and I know that now that they're showing that they're not afraid to kill off certain characters who clearly didn't die at those points in history mm-hmm. they you know it, it it's going to make watching future episodes a lot more tense.
0: And I think it's very cool to see we're gonna see another side of Washington too. I mean now he's doubting himself, yeah, a
2: more vulnerable side
0: mm-hmm.
2: a side that maybe is like, you know what i I thought I was right, I was clearly not, and that's gonna leave him vulnerable mm-hmm. and yeah, maybe that's probably gonna cause a lot of um a lot of discontent within the camp, especially um when they find out about what happened on uh, when sending information over to the French. Should, that, yeah, should we call, go yeah, ahead and talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about let's that,
0: because I was a little, and I'm still a little confused, because we saw at the very beginning of the episode, we saw that Washington had somehow has has a past with the dagger that Rogers brought in, and we saw he... he so, um, one of his men came in and brought this dagger and and all of a sudden Rogers comes with yeah. it. Yeah, hey, I brought this.
2: Remember that time? I I literally like my jaw literally dropped. I was like, What? Because I never
0: thought I would see these two characters on screen at the same time. I went on Twitter and somebody put something about them together and I was like, Dang it. <laughs> so this you got would have been a better surprise. I should never go on social media. I,
2: I missed that. <laughs> I was in another panel um while while Turn was live tweeting, so I, I missed that completely. But um <laughs> But yeah, I Two my mind characters. blown. Yeah, <laughs> but it was really cool seeing them play off of each other because you can tell that Washington has such disdain for a man like Rogers, but is but still is trying to keep his composure. And trying not to overreact like, say, a Benedict Arnold would. A Benedict Arnold would have just blown his top off and immediately tried to punch him in the face, I think. Yeah, I
0: think he would have taken that dagger and just, like, <laughs> pretty much. put to good use. But basically,
2: Rogers comes in with this ploy of, I'm here to sell my services to America. Washington's not having any of it. And basically sends him back to New Hampshire, where I'm pretty sure he's wanted for war crimes. Mm-hmm. Um. For As the way they, they said it, um, saying that he wouldn't raise arms against America and then selling his services to the enemy. So he's sending him back to New Hampshire to uh, to whatever fate they decide for him there. And then at the end of the episode, he's completely yeah. free and clear and is able to intercept the non-decoy uh envoy to to delivering what we we finally find out what the secret message is and it's information it's financial information actually mm-hmm. stating that England is financially Broke. bankrupt at this mm-hmm. point and with that information they can gain the official favor of the French and gain their support so with Rogers being able to cut off you know that envoy the real one because there were several decoys, and I think he killed his former accomplice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think uh, that was—it it was hard to tell because it was a poorly, lit, well, not poorly lit scene, but it was a dark scene, mm-hmm. and it looked like he killed the guy that used to be in his employ, who was acting as the guide. That was kind of weird, mm-hmm. um, and I, I feel like that was potential that could have, you know, been explored because these are two guys that used to work together.
0: Yeah, I just that whole. Seem like he caught up with him and and somehow he's, I wish we would have seen, well, I guess on the other hand, that element of surprise wouldn't have been the same if we had seen the fact that Rogers had escaped, you know, going to New Hampshire. Um, But it was, it was very surprising. I I do wish we almost would have seen something or he said something, except all of a sudden he was there to intercept it. And then how would he know that that was even going on if he was being... You know, On the one hand, sent with guards.
2: I can see this as being all part of a ploy for Robert Rogers because he walked into Washington's tent and I assume that he had the rest of his troops, so nearby. you know, somewhere, you know, hiding out in the woods and that they were able to intercept him when they were shipping him off to New Hampshire so, I get that. Um, I, so, I get him being able to escape. What I don't understand, and it makes me wonder if I missed something. So, if I did, please feel free to correct me because I have no idea. I'm wondering why Washington didn't say anything about Robert Rogers when Caleb came in and was like, Robert Rogers is going to do everything he can to to try to obtain this message. He will go in guns blazing as as we saw last week. Washington didn't say anything about having met with him. Yeah,
0: like, hey guys, by the way, I saw him last week. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't and I mean from the way that shot
2: and en- from the way that opening scene ended, it looked very much like they had captured Robert Rogers and were sending him back to New Hampshire. If that was just Washington just saying get out of my camp. I could understand like like not capturing him, just mm-hmm. saying shoo, get out. I could understand him not bringing that up because that looks bad on him. Yeah. But if they had him captured and were shipping him to New Hampshire, why wouldn't he bring that up? That
0: Robert Rogers isn't a problem. I already took care of it. The only thing I can think of is is based off of just right the second um is that Potentially he didn't say anything because maybe he didn't have faith that he made it. Fair enough. Because like, the, he, the possibility it, that he did escape. Yeah, because he was able to come into the camp and he got the whatever the significance is of that dagger meant something to him. And he, Rogers is, is a tricky character. <laughs> he, he does find himself in a lot of terrible situations and then out of them. He's, and he's very clever. <laughs> So maybe he figured on the off chance that, hey, by the way, um, we need our buddy Ian to call in. (laughs) I would just text him and be like, hey, Yeah, please (laughs) let
2: us know, guys. We we would really appreciate an answer. Again, it's possible I just missed something. Sometimes we miss things while we're taking notes. Um, so if I miss something, please let me know because right now this is going to drive me crazy. I
0: think I, next time, uh, when I say Ian, I say Ian Khan, who plays yes, General who plays Washington. plays General Washington. And he was on the show with us last year and was wonderful. And hopefully we'll call in. He doesn't live out in LA anymore, but hopefully we'll call in at some point this season. So I'll send him a message be like, <laughs> one, we need you on the show because you're awesome. Two, I don't understand Washington. <laughs> we didn't understand him in this. Let's hope we can find time same? in his
2: schedule because we we tape a
0: lot later than we used to. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but and anybody not on the West Coast is
2: sleeping. But yeah, no, I would love to get the actors' two cents on on these particular storylines again because even though I'm I'm missing a gap here, I, I still thought it was great foreshadowing, great setup because when Robert Rogers does come back, he's like, I promised one George. That I would kill anybody who saw this note, and I promised another George that I that he would live to regret, you know, live to regret what he did to me. Basically,
0: Rogers two, yeah,
2: Rogers two, both George's zero, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I mean, if there was a horse to bet on uh, in this race, Robert Rogers wouldn't be a bad one.
0: Yeah, that or Caleb. It's the bearded men. We talked about this last season, too.
2: They, Oh, gosh. I need to see more of them playing off of each other. But I know that any scene that they're in together, they're just going to try to kill each other. Yeah.
0: But they would be hilarious while doing so. And they both seem to not die in it. So it would be an uneventful fight. <laughs> like the one in Vegas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> too soon. Uh, um, but I'm um, Tish. Anyways, topical. on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm all about topical today. Star Wars. <laughs>
2: all these zingers. Jeez. All right. Let's let's um, let's move on from uh, talking about Washington and Rogers and all that. Um, I do want to go to Setauket for a moment because I feel like that ties into a little bit of what happens with Abe at the end. Mm-hmm. Because we have... <laughs> this was one of the. We actually had to stop. Well, when I say we, I mean I. I paused it, and I had I had to just sit there and groan because
0: last week we kind of were predicting that Hewlett might. Might get axed off. But you also laugh so hard, you, you almost <laughs> fell down in your seat. It's true. Uh,
2: because what we have here is Simcoe riding into town. And we've been waiting for this mm-hmm. since the premiere, since he took control of the Queen's Rangers. Because we know exactly where he wants to go. He's getting his woman. Yeah. <laughs> He's going back for Anna and oh gosh because he's writing poetry and you well, know he's been thinking about her he's been thinking about her and last season when he was getting tortured you know the thought of coming back to her was the one thing that kind of helped him through that that and I'm sure hatred hatred towards a lot of other people Just general crazy yeah <laughs> a couple other things but um, so and what's interesting is his sincerity he genuinely loves Anna and
0: she is terrified by it well, what a great job um Samuel who, who plays that um who, <laughs> oh my god I cannot talk today it's okay <laughs> it's late I've been working way too much um he does such a great job because during that whole scene he keeps looking at Anna mm-hmm. <laughs> he'd be like he's addressing but Anna. Anna and what's great is you can he, he did a great performance because
2: you it you see the spectrum of range here because it goes from being so happy to being see- to seeing the one person who um, who means the world to him to immediately sw- like to switching over to oh okay it's revenge time mm-hmm. and also at the same time like um, it's fun to just see him and Hewlett play off of each other because Hewlett can't outrank him anymore. And Simcoe has this plan in place to very much um, take Hewlett out of the equation without lifting a finger, which is very, very clever, because with if Hewlett's gone, he's the highest-ranking officer in Setauket. Mm-hmm. So that's in, that was incredibly well planned on his part. But like I said, you can just see him going from, I'm so happy to be home, to...
0: Oh, so that's how it is. I just loved that scene though because he comes back thinking he is going he, he is, to he is higher in rank and he has all this stuff and uh, poor Hewlett. But it was an amazing like if Hewlett's going to go down, that was an amazing way to go down because when when Simcoe came in, he's like, "Oh, I'm just going to stay with you, Anna." And she's like, "Actually, Major Hewlett said I could stay at Whitehall and what perfect timing. What well, was funny too, it was great setup because, um, he's like, I,
2: I'll, I'll take up lodging in, in your inn again. And she was like, actually, you can have my room. And there's this beat of, wait, what? He was like, my dreams just <laughs> came true. Say it again, but slower. Poetry. <laughs> I wrote poems about this moment. Guys. And then, and then it's immediately followed up with, Actually, I'm moving out, so that room is now available. I'm going to be moving uh, to stay at Whitehall. And, yeah, no, and seeing Hewlett extend his arm to escort her away from Sinco was one of the funniest... And most terrifying things I've ever seen, because that is a, for lack of a, I have lack of a better way of me describing it, that was a ballsy thing to do, and Hewlett's gonna get killed for it, probably.
0: He just, like, walked out like a boss. (laughs) He
2: did! That is one of the coolest things we've ever seen Hewlett do, and it's gonna cost him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And what this basically amounts to um, at the end is that, sure enough, the rebels come looking for Major Hewlett, and this was a very well done scene too because he runs upstairs um, while Abe's family and Anna are all in the family room. And and how cute were they when they were sitting next to each other while she's playing the piano? By the way, <laughs> she
0: still looked a little uncomfortable, but it was she's cute. And and that's
2: actually something I want to touch on too is. Um, I feel bad because, on the one hand, she's clearly using him to be safe mm-hmm. from from John on or well, Simcoe. There are a lot of Johns in this show. John
0: Andre sent him over <laughs> so True. in a roundabout way.
2: <laughs> and my mind's just always on John Andre. But she, you know, she's using him to stay safe from Simcoe. But I also feel that like she maybe feels bad for him a little bit, because when she called out for him at the end of this episode, that was out of... It seemed like it was out of genuine concern, not just a, oh, shoot, I'm screwed.
0: I think... I, I agree. I think the uncomfortableness was was the combination. Not like before... Where you know she's a married woman, all that kind of stuff. I think she really is starting to have an affection for him, and I'm not saying romantically, yeah, not
2: romantically, but, but platonically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the, exactly, uh. but it's. But I think she does. I she feels bad because on the one hand, I think she would develop a friendship with him under different circumstances, knowing all yeah without without the war and everything going on. Um. So I think the uncomfortable was more. I'm here and I'm glad I am, but I'm still using well, him, but he's actually a really nice guy, but he's still invaded my home. I don't really
2: And know. also, um, you know, being with Abe's family as well is still kind of awkward. You know, they're they're playing nice right now, but like Clearly, the judge didn't like her. Mary doesn't like her. Hewlett is the only one at this household at the moment that likes her. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer for her. Maybe her awkward
0: face is more because of that.
2: <laughs> just like, this is really awkward.
0: My lover's <laughs> wife is behind me. Dun, 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 dun.
2: <laughs> awkward. But... Um, but so, uh, actually, um, do you have you seen any of the the social media posts for uh, for turn? Some of
0: j- it, um, not as much. I saw the one that you posted.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that one was great. Um, there's a one with, um, yeah, but with there JJ. was one, yeah, with JJ. <laughs> but there was one earlier where um, it was actually they do kind of like interesting in character blog posts occasionally, and they did one where um, Hewlett was writing a letter to his mother. And in the letter to his mother, he started writing about Anna, and he like, I, I looked
0: this one up. I haven't seen. Yeah, no,
2: I I gotta track it down again. But it was it was very sweet, and it's just another thing that makes us go, "Oh, Aw, Hewlett." Aww. And that's why they'll kill him off, <laughs> probably. <laughs> just curse you, AMC. But, um, so he goes upstairs and he comes back down. All the lights are out. Everybody who was in the room is gone. And they're being held at gunpoint in another room. And that's when the rebels come in with the note that Simcoe left. And it sounds like they're going to be cutting out Hewlett's tongue. Uh, Mm. that's
0: not good. Womp womp. Womp womp. (laughs) They just do that and don't kill him. I mean, that's still terrible. But No, I think... Oh, yeah, I don't know I'm, how you do that, because it would bleed out, probably.
2: Yeah, no, I don't know. But, I mean, I guess you cauterize it. But, which also hurts. But the, um... The big <laughs> thing... Science! <laughs> our, our engineer <laughs> is laughing at us. But, um... <laughs> thank you, Stephen. But we're... I think that if they were going to kill him... And, and granted, they could still very well kill him. They, they showed in this episode that they are capable of killing anybody. But I... I almost think that if they were planning on killing him off this early, I think they would have just done it and made that the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he's still alive, I think he still has a part to play. I don't know what that part is, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're going to kill him at the beginning of the next episode. But I would like to think he still has a part to play.
0: I think it would be interesting if somehow it got turned around. <laughs> and Every now and then. <laughs> well, if, if, if Simcoe actually if if somehow anna's able to help or you know have them see the rebels see some reason mm-hmm. that hey this guy that's not his style he's not into that think about other crazy people in the <laughs> neighborhood who who do that kind of a thing now whether or not she's able to get there in time and rationalize with people who are just angry based off of one letter that's a whole other story but i think it'd be interesting then if suddenly it turned on, on Simcoe, his, his plan we to do destroy it. We need Hulu. a turn
2: sound effect. <laughs> we do. We were really bad about it
0: last season. <laughs> <laughs> we were really bad. When there's four people though on the panel, there's a lot more often.
2: There's a lot more up, But, um, but you know, you, you make a good point. I, I would like to hope that he comes back because that right, there, just him and Simcoe and Anna all in the same place with what they've set up at the same time. Just them being in a room together or out in a field together having a conversation. There's a lot of tension there. And so bringing him back would bring a very interesting dynamic. And I think what we're going to get in the next episode is actually Simcoe being violent towards Anna um, to a certain capacity. I don't, quite no, but in in the preview it looked like like a quick cut there so i don't know
0: i think he'll he'll see her go after hewlett and that will not he'll be a lover scorned
2: yeah (laughs) because yeah that was it was a very blatant rejection Mm -hmm. um you know she's still married and everything like that uh hewlett was going to help her with the divorce proceedings although I don't even think she was planning on divorcing Selah anytime soon because she can't have Abe, so it's like, eh, Selah's not so bad. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see what they do with Hewlett and whether or not he comes back, and if he does come back, in what capacity. Like, if he's... Because he's not a violent guy. He abhors violence. Um, He, you know, he has a disdain for people like Simcoe and Rogers. So it'll be interesting to see if something like him would, like this, would push him to become a violent person.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do think it's interesting, too, just a quick side note, that because we have other tri- love triangles going on, mm-hmm. we don't see Anna with Abe a lot. So I think that's actually a very smart move, that it's not too many...
2: Yeah, with with Abe being in New York for a good portion of it, it doesn't... They're They're balancing it very well, because mm-hmm. it could very easily be... Too much in terms mm-hmm. of the love triangle stuff, and I think keeping people out of the same location is really helping with
0: that. Yeah,
2: because yeah, it, it could very easily turn into a really a sloppy show <laughs> if if they weren't careful with that, but they are.
0: And speaking of Abe, in oh. New York.
2: We actually got a message from Ian Khan. What? Yes. Opening scene was a flashback, 1775.
0: Oh. Uh, ah. uh, you're awesome, Ian. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. Much appreciated. <laughs> Thank, you, Ge- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, General.
2: Thank you, General. Your services are appreciated. Okay, so we got an answer. That makes a lot more sense then. <laughs> Although, I, looking at that now, that is great setup because it was something that happened beforehand. And it comes full circle with Rogers attacking. Makes perfect sense. So he he
0: he definitely escaped.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, thank you again, Ian. We you. really appreciate that. So okay, we've talked about we've talked about um, Simcoe. We've talked about uh, the big thing with the spies. Let's talk about Abe and his spy work because this is another big part of the episode. Richard. It officially has Abe figured out as being a spy. It, you know, and he's... he keep, and Granted, he said this a lot last season, but he's not going to keep backing up his son now knowing that he is working for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. It's not something that he's going to stand. So he basically gives his son an ultimatum. He's like, if you either come back with some... You know, as a judge, I need evidence or a confession. That's that's how it is. So Hewlett is going to need those things as well. You either tell him that you found nothing, and I convince him of the folly of this particular mission, or you come back, and I reveal you as a patriot. Essentially, I still, I still, I'm calling his bluff. <laughs> no, I don't think so either, mm. because. We saw all of last season Abe would go against the grain, and his father would be very upset with him, but he would never turn against his son. Mm -hmm. We've seen that time and time again, and I I think that's true here, too. I think that's why Abe still goes. Yeah, because he knows that his father won't rat him out. He's not going to make it easy for him, Mm -hmm. but he knows that his father isn't just going to walk up to Hewlett and be like, by the way, my son is actually a spy for them, not for you.
0: Mm-hmm. So, which he could very well do, and I think you would believe him.
2: Yeah, but the the bad part about this is that it puts Abe in a bind because he needs some form of evidence, something to bring back to Hewlett to convince Hewlett that this is still worth pursuing. Because he knows his father isn't going to isn't going to rat him out. And but at the same time, he is running out of time with Washington and Ben because he's been taking these trips and hasn't been able to really convince uh, Townsend to be on their side, which is, you know, that's his big ploy is Mm -hmm. if I can convince Richard Townsend or Robert Townsend. A lot of our names. If I can convince Townsend to, to be our friend in the city, to be our eyes and ears, that is a valuable source of information, and we can get that to Washington, and that's a good thing, uh, because right now, nobody has faith in their spy system. Mm-hmm. So, that's an interesting thing, because we, we got a mention of um, uh, Robert's father last episode. We actually get to meet him this time. What did you think of his dad? He's fun.
0: <laughs> he is. It's it's so interesting the dynamic between, you know, them as a father and son. It's kind of roles roles reversed um with with them. Yeah, compared it's the, to Abe with Richard. There's a
2: huge parallel between the two families, but yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the the spirals are reversed.
0: Well, I think that's part of the reason that he keeps even going back to Robert is because he sees a little something in his dad it's the same reason his dad's threatening him and and the same reason why Robert didn't turn in the egg yeah exactly there's still something holding them back and it's just about finding the right angle yeah
2: exactly and and even um even uh what's his name Samuel was is that his father's name yeah, yeah Samuel, Samuel Townsend um he he himself says that his son wants to be a part of it but needs to convincing he needs a reason to break the rules because they're Quakers and so part of their faith is being neutral in this conflict and or at least kind of at least in this way taking a more neutral side
0: i feel like the only thing that's going to convince him is going to be the the british doing something like killing his father or something's going to happen or even if he hears about what happened to abe with him getting uh getting beaten up and taken prisoner and all of that <laughs> something has to rattle him enough. I don't think Abe just going over there and playing the game. I could be wrong, but I feel like it has to has to get to home mm-hmm. first before he'll make a big change. There has to be something that's going to shake him. Yeah.
2: Cuz that's the problem is, yeah, Abe doesn't necessarily feel like he has time to play the game Mm -hmm. given everything that's going on in his life and the problems he's having with his father. Um, And that's what prompts him to forge evidence uh, from a letter from the Sons of Liberty. Which, I mean, if he was just going to take the letter and bring it home, why go to the little hide-a-hole?
0: I feel like he was actually going to put the letter in the hide-a-hole and say, hey, I think this is where they're Keeping stuff, you know, maybe you should go and see. And then when they send somebody over and they find a letter, Ah. I think that was what was going to happen. And then when he got found out, the plan had to change a little bit. The plan turned to run, 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 run. I think the plan was to put that in there and go, hey, guys, I think there's this, like, you know. I saw and, I saw somebody go and drop something
2: off over there. Yeah, Maybe.
0: and you should keep an eye out and see. if and Then, then they have somebody watching this area to see if anybody else comes by it. But it definitely didn't turn out the way. Gosh darn it! We've seen that like <laughs> ten times. It definitely didn't end that way. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't have to feel bad. They, yeah. Uh, the yeah, That's the a common word.
2: It, it, <laughs> it is it's really hard not to use the word turn when talking about whatever what all these spies are doing. And there's all these pictures behind us with the word on it. It's subliminal at this point. Mm-hmm. Um okay, that that basically kind of wraps it up for this week's episode. Um I do you do you want to talk some predictions now?
1: Mm. And now you're after buzz like
2: oh, flicker.
0: <laughs> Steve, get on it.
2: Get it together. Usually, the light flicker and oh, now I'm having
0: a vision. You guys, <laughs> I see it clearly now. All right, so
2: Abe has been captured and by two guards who are convinced he is a spy based on the letter that he had. And Simcoe's back in Sitaket. Hewlett's been captured. Robert Rogers has uh, the information that he was sent by King George to get. Nathaniel's dead this sucks you know Washington's lost faith in himself Ben's lost faith in Washington
0: where are we at for the next episode I'm exhausted now. <laughs> just recapping that do you th- let's, let's take a bet do you think Hewlett dies that, like next episode well, I'm gonna t- I, it's a
2: possibility I'm gonna say no
0: mm.
2: I'm gonna say no I'm gonna say no
0: as well Okay. I don't think he's safe. Are we going to do anything if we're wrong, then? Because you said, let's oh, make a bet. <laughs> I don't know. If we both have the same, if we both have the same answer. <laughs> um,
2: hmm. Yeah, no. I, we'll you know what?
0: I'll, I'll
2: switch. I'll switch. For the sake of the show, I will say, yes, Hewlett is going to die. You've got him as no. If uh, If I lose, I'll bring in cupcakes.
0: Nice. And if I lose, I will eat the kick- cake. Okay. <laughs> Wait, this hardly seems fair. <laughs> um, no, uh, I don't know. We figured out. I'm bringing cupcakes. All right, or something. so
2: Hewlett is either going to die or not. Cupcakes are at stake. Um, in terms of red or blue cupcakes, too, depending Ooh. on which side dies. There we go. I like it. <laughs> either either the Patriots or the British, and so but with. I personally think that we're going to get a little bit more of Benedict Arnold next episode. Like you were saying, um, I think with, uh, with Nathaniel dead, I think Samuel is, or Ben is going to rely a little bit more on um, him. And it looks like we're going to get a little bit more of John Andre and Peggy uh, because they were absent in this episode, um, mm-hmm. except being mentioned. And also, we have. Uh Sutherland, whose real name is Gamble, he looks like he's reporting back to John Andre. So it looks like they found out about the man in New York, which, mm-hmm. of course, is Abe. So that critical information, that's going to cause all sorts of problems because John Andre is a master strategist. And he's over in that
0: direction. He's not as yeah, close as talk it and all of that. So I feel like... I don't know. It'll be in, it'll be really. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. I don't have too many predictions, except I did talk about Robert. Something's going to happen to him. I have a bad feeling that maybe it's Samuel. Again, if 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 AMC is starting to go more in the AMC route, yeah, any characters that you start to like, they're just going to no! kill off. <laughs> so, and I think that would would bring Robert. It would have to. Be- or, or something else. I mean, he's got a whole house full of British people <laughs> and of soldiers. Something's gonna happen there that's gonna bring him over. Yeah. Uh, the one person who can
2: vouch for Abe is now gone. So Abe is gonna have to find another way of talking his way out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that my final prediction is that with, uh, with Hewlett gone, Anna now has no more protection from Simcoe, and they are finally going to have an actual conversation about what he wants versus what she wants, and that's not going to end well.
0: Mm-mm. Nope. Isn't it <gasps> romantic? No! no.
2: <laughs> I don't not think poetry good. is
0: gonna be written next episode. No, at not all. at all.
2: Well, that basically wraps it up for tonight. Kristen, where can the people find you if they want to find out more?
0: You can find me on Twitter at kristencarol 13 um, Right now I'm just on the turn after Buzz and maybe some red carpets coming up.
2: Excellent and I'm your host Megan You can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz Including Orphan Black uh, A bunch of other stuff and I've also started writing Articles for the Movie Chick show be sure to check Those out. Folks thank you so much for Tuning in we will see you guys next Time.
1: From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like To thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen